exist. A small answering flew toward it, toward it. I felt my lungs inflate with the inrush of scenery, air, mountains, trees, people. I thought this is what it is to be happy. I plummeted down past the zigzaggers, the students, the experts, through year after year of doubleness and smiles and compromise into my own past. People and trees receded on either hand like the dark sides of a tunnel as I hurtled on to the still, bright point at the end of it, the pebble at the bottom of the well, the white, sweet baby cradled in its mother's belly. My teeth crunched a gravelly mouthful. Ice water. One of your many toys You don't own me Don't say I can't go with other boys And don't tell me what to do Don't tell me what to say And please, when I go out with you Don't put me on display Yeah.
Mr. Willard drove me up to the Adirondacks. It was the day after Christmas, and a gray sky bellied over us, fat with snow. I felt overstuffed and dull and disappointed, the way I always do the day after Christmas, as if whatever it was, the pine boughs and the candles and the silver and gilt-ribboned presents and the birch log fires and the Christmas
let out a scornful laugh. If Neurotic is wanting two mutually exclusive things at one and the same time, then I'm neurotic as hell. I'll be flying back and forth between one mutually exclusive thing and another for the rest of my days. Buddy put his hand on mine. Let me fly with you. I stood at the top of the ski slope on Mount Pisgah, looking down. I had no business to be up there. I'd never skied before. Certain. 
know, I just found out you got the best hand. Sonny, tell me, what can I do? Sing them more good, right? I played the aces on the bottom. And then I walked those old cars around. send my messenger before thy face, which shall prepare thy way before thee. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord, make his path straight. John did baptize in the wilderness and preached the baptism of repentance for the remission of sin. And there went out unto him all the land of Judea and they of Jerusalem, and were all baptized of him in the river of Jordan, confessing their sins. And John was clothed with camel's hair, and with a girdle of a skin about his loins. And he did eat locusts and wild honey, and preached, saying, 
There cometh one mightier than I after me, the latchet of whose shoes I am not worthy to stoop down and unloose. Will none in light put together upon my eyes, who shall for the shallows? Me mutai anavai yam no one mightier than I after me, the latchet of whose shoes I am not worthy to stoop down and unloose. I indeed have baptized you with water, but he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost. And it came to pass that Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee, and was baptized with John in Jordan. And straightway coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens open, and the Spirit like a dove descending upon him. And there came a voice from heaven saying, Thou art my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. And immediately the Spirit driveth him into the wilderness. And he was there in the wilderness forty days, tempted of Satan. And was it?
Last I felt a powerful drowsiness drifting through my veins from all the pine bark wine I had drunk. I think I'll go in and lie down, I said. I strolled casually into the bedroom and stooped over to nudge off my shoes. The clean bed bobbed before me like a safe boat. I stretched full length and shut my eyes. Then I heard Constantine sigh and come in from the balcony. 
One by one, his shoes clonked onto the floor and he lay down by my side. I looked at him secretly from under a fall of hair. He was lying on his back, his hands under his head, staring at the ceiling. The starched white sleeves of his shirt rolled up to the elbows, glimmered eerily in the half-dark, and his tan skin seemed almost black. I thought he must be the most beautiful man I'd ever seen. I thought if only I had a keen, shapely bone structure to my face, or could discuss politics shrewdly, or was a famous writer, Constantine might find me interesting enough to sleep with. And then I wondered if, as soon as he came to like me, he would sink into ordinariness. And if, as soon as he came to like I would find fault after fault, the way I did with Buddy Willard and the boys before him. The same thing happened over and over. I would catch sight of some flawless man off in the distance, but as soon as he moved closer, I immediately saw he wouldn't do at all. That's one of the reasons I never wanted to get married. The last thing I wanted was infinite security and to be the place an arrow shoots off from. I wanted change and excitement and to shoot off in all directions myself like the colored arrows from a 4th of July rocket. I woke to the sound of rain. It was pitch dark. After a while, I deciphered the faint outlines of an unfamiliar window. Every so often, a beam of light appeared out of thin air, traversed the wall like a ghostly, exploratory finger and slid off into nothing again. Then I heard the sound of somebody breathing. At first I thought it was only myself and that I was lying in the dark in my hotel room after being poisoned. I held my breath, but the breathing kept on. A green eye glowed on the bed beside me. It was divided into quarters like a compass. I reached out slowly and closed my hand on it. I lifted it up. With it came an arm, heavy as a dead man's, but warm with sleep. Hi. 
hostility blues Here in the no good city The anger I'm feeling is all in my mind Oh, if only I knew some kind of a someone to transfer it to Someone to transfer it to Oh, there must be a chump On whom I can dump My repressed hostility blue 